0: To the inaugural episode of this podcast with your host Patrick and Steve. And Steve, welcome, welcome. This is going to be a fun, fun time for us. We're going to try a new, uh, new format here. Um, what we are going to be doing is we're going to take and do, bring you a weekly show where we talk about a couple different segments over tasting some very tasty beers. So our goal is we're going to try to have three beers in the show and do 15-minute segments, and by the end of the show, we're going to have a really, really good time and see where it leads us. Uh,
1: three, three of the same beers, not three different.
0: Beers. Yes, it's a, three of the same beers. So um, without further ado, I'm going to like, pass this over to Steve, and he's going to talk about the beer of the week that we are going to be consuming.
1: Absolutely. So the beer of the week this week is Chicago's own Pipeworks Brewery, and we're dealing with Ninja versus Unicorn. It's a double IPA, a very tasty beverage. Uh one of my uh, personal favorites from uh, this brewery. Um, so uh, the way Pipeworks got uh, really kind of broke into the scene uh, in, in Chicago and, and across the country, they are a, uh, um, did a big uh, crowdfunding campaign. Okay. Um, they started off with a uh, program that they call Friends with Benefits, uh, where I think it was about 100 bucks, and basically guaranteed you certain allocations of their beers. And they were really big um, when they started on doing one-off beers. And, uh, so what they would do is they would basically just come up with different recipes and try them out and whatever stuck they ran with, uh, as they got further and further down okay. the line. Uh, so, uh, they had some really popular beers, this being one of them. Um, this is pretty much their, considered their flagship beer and, uh, they've, they've really gotten big. Uh, they just opened a brand new, uh, uh, facility over on the West side of Chicago um they've got a little bottle shop there uh, they'll pour you a little sample every now and then, uh, a couple of different beers they've got uh at the time you can pick up some bottles there so uh big time uh uh supporter of chicago brewery so this is the one i wanted to roll out with first that's so.
0: awesome and it literally has a ninja and a unicorn on the thing and the unicorn's got like bloodshot eyes oh, and yeah. like pink and yellow hair and the ninja's fighting it with that's- swords which I don't think really makes sense but the unicorn's got that unicorn spear head thing going on here too
1: yeah and they ha- they do this in bottles and in cans um the bottle art was done by uh, a guy named jason burke um and uh yeah not they're they're pretty similar uh um the uh, bottle art and the can art uh, might be might be some slight differences but uh by and large i, I would imagine that the same guy did the art for both uh, both versions but uh yeah, uh, Beer Advocate uh, rates uh, Ninja vs. Unicorns a 94, outstanding. Um, um, the uh, Rate has got them at 100 overall, 99 for the style. Uh, clocks in at about uh, 8% ABV. Uh, got uh, uh estimated 240 calories. I would assume that's per 12-ounce serving, but maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's for 16. But You never
0: know. And the can is recyclable, and if you're in the state of Vermont, you'll get $0.05 cents back, mm-hmm. and if you want to run your Michigan – uh deposit bottle scheme you'll get 10 cents back and you you just
1: got to make sure to you know keep your fuel costs uh, to (laughs) a minimum. you don't want to burn up your margins on that so uh but yeah uh, the delicious uh beer to kick off the uh podcast
0: crap i just spilled on my computer (laughs) uh which is not good but cheers steve let's start this off like first segment start the timer 15 minutes here um here we go it's groundhog day but that means it's the beginning of february so i think uh it's more importantly uh, that we start talking about the NFL and the Super Bowl that's coming up this weekend. Uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts? <laughs> the Patriots are in it again. Yeah. So.
1: Um, and uh, I'm actually, uh, for as uh, rough of a first probably 10 games of the uh, NFL season were this year, just from a, a spectating standpoint, I'm actually genuinely excited for this Super Bowl. Um, I like, you know, it's probably... Uh, Is it the matchup you're excited for? The matchup's great. Um, I love watching Tom Brady do his thing. Um, I'm hoping to watch the Falcons falcon all over themselves as they usually end up doing. Are you serious? You but don't want the Dirty Bird to come out? I, I mean, if, I mean, if they wanted to do the Dirty Bird, I would, I would full, fully support that. Dude, I'm hoping still... like
0: Warwick Dunn comes out and he's going to be doing some stuff and some Jamal Andersons coming <laughs> out. Why and...
1: would Warwick Dunn come out?
0: Didn't he play in the? Didn't he play for the Falcons for two years as well? well he,
1: he may have, but I mean, yeah, I mean his his big years were uh, in, Tampa, uh,
0: Tampa, right? But you can have Michael Vick come out and do some stuff. I don't think they're going to do
1: that. Jeff George maybe. Ooh, uh, Chris Chandler more Chris
0: likely. Chandler, well, because yeah, it was Chandler? The, Chandler was a quarterback when they went yeah. to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like you He's, think they're uh, going to Falcon it? Like you think that they're going to get like so close to the end uh, and? The-
1: no, I think I I think it's going to be a good game. But, uh, I mean, my, I've, I've based most of my uh, football picks and fantasy football uh, operations are based around the fact that I know that come late in the season, the Falcons are going to do something stupid. And uh, <laughs> it this, year, this year hasn't come to fruition. I, I have, I've, I've lost a little bit uh, considering uh, I've, I've bet against them in most instances. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I. It's hard to go against uh, the Patriots and Tom Brady. One, the Patriots' defense is, uh, is, is pretty good, especially at stopping the run, which is uh, the, the you know one of the things that gets the Falcons going. Uh, right. When they have that ground game going, it, it frees everything up passing game. Um, and the Falcons' defense is just dreadful, and Tom Brady's going to carve
0: I don't know about that. I hope it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Julio is going to take and just slow.
1: Oh yeah, I fully expect there to be 55 or more points in the game, but uh, you know, it's one of it's one of those things where I just I just don't want it to be a stinker. I hope it's a shootout for entertainment purposes because I'm not a fan of either team uh necessarily, but uh I I do want it to be a, a high-scoring, entertaining.
0: You know what game I want it to be like? Uh think way back. I think it was the it was two thousand three, two thousand four, where the Patriots would have been in their like first one that they won when they played Carolina. The so that wouldn't Jake, have been
1: the first one because the Patriots beat what was it the Rams? The Rams? To well, it was one to of the, the, it
0: was one of the early ones where I, I just I will remember this game because it was amazing. It was Jake Delhomme. Jake alone, right? but they had um, it was the odd number of quarters and no one scored, and in the even number of quarters <laughs> they just freaking went off, and it was a great game. I hope it's a game like that because honestly at the beginning of the season, could you have like the Patriots? I think you could have saw that happening and coming out, oh, yeah. but I don't think anybody pictured Atlanta minus like the Atlanta fan, Falcons fans. Like I never picked them as coming out. I didn't think the NFC South would be that. Uh,
1: they got stronger as the year went on to Atlanta. did. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's just, I think Julio Jones is a beast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if, I just think that they'll become, if they can, if the run game gets stopped, if it, if Atlanta's run game gets stopped, they become one-dimensional, and then you're going to have a much less effective team.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of points. I just, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's going to be fun, but do you think, are you more excited for the game or are you more excited for the commercials? Oh. Like, there's a part of you that's.
1: <laughs> I don't give a shit about commercials most yeah. of the time. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's always a few good ones, but uh No, I I'm more excited for the game.
0: Yeah, the Doritos ones are always pretty good.
1: Doritos does a solid job. Mountain Dew usually has some decent ones. the the baby one was strange. I don't I don't was that that was Mountain Dew, right? Where they might have been.
0: I think one of the best commercials that I remember is like the Jim Cat, the Jim Gaffigan Doritos one from like five or six years ago, where he was doing the beard comb over. Oh, where I he vaguely was remember growing that. the long hair, and when then I he was corn in the beard over his head. When I
1: think Jim Gaffigan in commercials, I just go back to the '90s and Jim Gaffigan doing Saturn commercials. Oh gosh, I didn't even
0: remember that. <laughs> yeah, or Jim Gaffigan as the Colonel. Like both <laughs> <Okay>. the-
1: <laughs> Gaffigan is they've they've done a decent rotation with the comics on that though. I'll give them, I'll give KFC credit there. I mean, Rob Riggle is is isn't bad at that uh, either right now. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Norm Macdonald was interesting.
0: See, I think it's interesting because, like, we're talking about probably one of the biggest sporting events in, you know, probably American culture. Like, you, what other sport do you think is going to be...
1: Oh, no, it's not even close. Yeah,
0: it's maybe WrestleMania. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm totally joking on that. Um, we have a friend who would probably disagree with that statement. But, like, it's the biggest game, and we're talking about the commercials, and I think that happens. Like, people start to realize that the... I think the game gets kind of boring because... um. It's so drawn out, the pomp and circumstance around everything makes it. yeah so the game itself is, takes a long time because you do warm-ups and then you get like an hour before you do any of that stuff. Yeah, the, 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 the halftime show.
1: The pacing is, is not great and, but it, it is an event more than, I mean a, a cross-cultural event. I mean, people are doing stuff, even if you're not interested in the game, like you could be going to a Super Bowl party. Right, yeah and, and so it's it just it ends up being you know, this thing that attracts an audience that even, like I said, even if you're not into watching the team or even if you don't like the sport of football, uh, it's it's got an audience, even if you're just watching for commercial.
0: Yeah. When was was it last year that Katy Perry performed your
1: your your two, goddess? No, it was two years ago Okay. because last year I was flying back from Dallas, back to San Jose. OK, because um, we went to the Hawks game the night before the Super Bowl. Yeah. In Dallas. I just remembered that left
0: shark thing was the funniest. That was that was the that
1: that (laughs) was the uh, that was the weekend where we got uh, snowed in. We had that huge snowstorm here in Chicago. We got like so. It was the Patriots
0: and the Seahawks. Yes, right, and the it was the final play where Marshawn Lynch was like, "Why didn't I just run it?" (laughs) God, that was a funny. Like I, I argue that. Left Shark really stole my choreography moves because I looked at that, like, I'm like, I did that before. <laughs> the Panda has done that uh, in previous times in life. So, like, I don't know. That's, like, I always think the halftime show is a long time, but it's like, okay, Lady Gaga this year. Like, yeah, mm.
1: well, I mean, and then after the, I mean, I don't mind Lady Gaga, um, but I think... Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. Um, but uh, they, like, for after the whole uh, Janet Jackson thing, I mean, they went, like, very cons- conservative from a musical act standpoint. I mean, they went with old like standbys. Well, I mean, they yeah. had what they had Bruce Springsteen one year. They had Tom Petty they had one Prince year. Prince one year. They did well. Prince was when the Bears were in the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Prince you'd, played you'd, the halftime in Miami. You'd
0: think that they would have him when the Vikings would be in the Super. Oh. We
1: need <laughs> to get the sound effect yeah, for that. <laughs> I, I'll get that the next time we do this, but um no so and what else they have? i mean the rolling stones did one i think didn't red hot chili Pe- uh, chili peppers i know they had cold red play. hot chili peppers definitely did one it was like a medley thing with the red hot chili peppers though. bruno mars was on one yeah. of them let's see halftime acts uh i'm trying to think i mean one that really stood out this was years back when i was younger but uh um they did what was it like britney spears with aerosmith and someone else that sounds like a train uh, wreck it was a oh t- 2011 the black eyed peas with usher and slash <laughs> 2012 they have madonna Wait, b-
0: black eyed peas with usher and slash
1: yeah slash from guns and roses yeah
0: like the sweet child of mine i guess
1: so maybe. and then
0: yeah like did they have like kevin james come out and do the dance from hitch like come out <laughs> there
1: so yeah Turner. the katie perry one with Left Shark was also with Lenny Kravitz and they the, the, the oh, mystery guys run. Yeah. They brought Missy, Misdemeanor and her Elliot. Let's out talk there.
0: about that for a second because like oh she broke this. Katy Perry launched the career of Missy Elliott. It's all I remember on the internet. Like Indiana Kanye launching uh, Paul McCartney. McCartney. Yeah, like come on guys. Like I remember that the the next day after that it was freaking hilarious because they're just like oh this is like Missy Elliott's trending on iTunes and she's like that hot new artist. People don't realize that. Yeah.
1: We... Oh man. So sorry to cut you off, but 2001 Kings of Rock and Pop featuring Aerosmith, In Sync, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly.
0: Oh my God.
1: Nellyville was up in there,
0: dude. I'm pissed. There's the the symphonic night for Nelly in St. Louis is tomorrow night. <laughs> so seeing him in the St. Louis like symphony. I didn't Guess know it... sim-
1: the St. Louis warranted a symphony orchestra. I... When Nelly comes a callin'. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Boom, boom, boom.
1: So uh, obvious, so uh, going back to what I was talking about, like how conservative they went after the Janet Jackson debacle. Uh, oh God, Kid Rock was on that show too with P. Diddy. Nelly again. Nelly did two in three years. I get
0: that paper. <laughs> Nelly also had a, a song ripped off of his <laughs> for Cheerios commercial. He's in
1: some hard times financially. He needs his cash. But uh, yeah, so after Janet Jackson. I will always
0: support Nelly 100%. <laughs>
1: They, they went to Paul McCartney, so you can't go, I mean, not to, not to take anything away from Paul McCartney, but that's a vanilla choice. Yeah, but an I'm,
0: I'm thinking that he's not that much of an American football fan,
1: but that could no. just be, you know. I mean, they have football games in London now. Yeah, but not back then when he was doing it. <laughs> then they went to the Rolling Stones. Then when the Bears were not in, in 07, it was Prince with the Florida A&M marching band. Then Tom Petty, they probably had
0: Nick Cannon and Drumline <laughs> waiting, but they, they went, couldn't get him to
1: Tom Petty. Then Bruce Springsteen with the, with the E Street Band accompanying him, Ooh. of course. Uh, then The Who, and then they went to the Black Eyed Peas. Then Madonna, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Red Hot Chili Peppers, then Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, Miss Kelly, and then whatever. Oh, last year was Coldplay. Hmm. Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds cold. Coldplay, huh?
1: Yep, but. uh, so yeah. is
0: is Lady Gaga just doing it herself? Is that kind of what no, it is? No, I
1: think she's with some other people. I I think there there's I think that's the mo now is like they have guests, um, uh, participate in the show. Um, guest participation. But uh, yeah, I mean after the uh, let's see oh let's see Lady Gaga reveals guest guest uh, artists. Let's see what that was. Country star Luke Bryan yeah. uh, will do the national anthem uh gaga will take the stage um oh i think tony bennett is joining her yeah tony bennett is gonna be on there i'm having a great great time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the thank you, thank you, thank you. alec baldwin <laughs> and, and after after he plays there he's gonna go play a show at ravinia <laughs> <laughs> that is great um
0: so let's look at prop bets okay like we can talk about the vegas prop bets oh, yeah. you brought luke Bryan. so one, so I'm looking at over NFL. under. Uh, What's the over under? under over anthem? under. Uh, what the odds are? Yeah, odds are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at CBS right now and seeing what their prop bets are. So entertainment. What will Luke Bryan be wearing when he starts singing the national anthem? Flannel. Oh, no. Uh, blue jeans is one to two, and any other pants and or shorts is three to two. <laughs> do shorts um, count? Do shorts never nudes? <laughs> um, I hope he would be wearing something there. There's some stuff here. How many times will Gronk or Gronkowski be said during the live broadcast over under three? Oh, that's. I like, if he gets catches, he'll just, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a, I'd play that one. I, mm. I, I'm always interested in the anthem. I'm, I don't know, because like, Luke Bryan's not like a crooner, and like he's not going to extrapolate on the anthem. It, like, it might be pretty straightforward, it might, and this might be a good year for the under.
0: Well, I don't know how long the time is. That was just the jeans. So let's see. If right. They got I'm, so time. I'm saying like, yeah.
1: I'm just thinking off the top of my head that it might, I mean, I don't know, like if the line is real low on it.
0: Yeah. We'll see if we got there. Will, will Houston, we have a problem be said during the TV live broadcast. <laughs> yes is five to two. No is one to four. Uh, let's see. Uh, what would the color of Lady Gaga's hair be when she comes on stage for halftime? Blonde. <laughs> Blonde is one to four. Then you yeah. get five to two on any other color. Uh, which song will play during the f- halftime? Which song will play first during the halftime show? Born This Way, Bad Romance. That's not fun. Let's see here. How many times would J.J. Watt be mentioned on the live uh, why TV? Would,
1: why would they? I mean, other than the fact that it's in Houston. Why I think why? that's the
0: only reason they would say that. You know,
1: What's the number on that? Over one. <laughs> it's not that good. Yeah.
0: Um, how many times will Deflate or deflacate be said out during the t- TV broadcast?
1: Who's got the game this year? Is it Fox?
0: Uh I th- think so. Oh. <laughs> hey, well, hold on. This uh, CBS thing is smashed this over. Chris Collinsworth mentioned it more than this on his first broadcast. So <laughs> I think that's yeah. In game props is obviously heads or tails. Uh, first quarter to score, da da da. Let's see. First reception. Um four things here. Let's see. First half spread. Not much stuff like that are s- too crazy for it, but uh final question that I have for you really quick. are you excited for the puppy bull
1: of course i I mean, I get badgered uh just about uh once once a week about uh getting a dog, so uh yeah, I would say uh, i say, i'm not badgered i just I'm, it merely suggested that I should get a get a dog so yeah that's uh yeah i, I mean. Would I watch the Puppy Bowl? I'd bet on the Puppy Bowl. You'd bet your ass. I yeah. bet on just about anything. So, um. dude, go to that
0: website. There's like Untold Stories of the Puppy Bowl, and it's got this like pug that kind of looks like uh, with the guy in Independence Day, or no, no Men in Black. The the really old dog, Frank, Frank okay. the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the talking dog. <laughs> it's right <laughs> on the homepage right there. It's great. I mean, if there was like a Spud McKenzie up there too, it'd be uh, pretty amazing. Gosh, I I don't know. Super Bowl prediction. Falcons, close.
1: I'm going Patriots, and yeah, close. But I'm going to take uh, oh, four four points. Four points. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's close. Yeah. You know.
1: All right. Well, that settles first beer. I got to move on to the second. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs>
0: Segment one is over. Okay, so what we're going to be doing is we're hitting the fifteen minute mark here, so the timer should make a beeping noise. But yeah, yeah. mine doesn't. We didn't beep, so we're gonna go into the next segment. I think, I think it's only fitting for us to take and sit and talk and pay homage to the tribute of the holiday that the American culture has created, where we decide that it's uh, it's great to take and put meteorological science into the hands of a, a vermin beast.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely a vermin.
0: Yeah, uh, a tree hugging or tree bearing, animal of sorts that comes out and sees this thing. We've happy been, Happy Groundhog Day, Steve.
1: Yes, a very happy Groundhog. I mean, we've made worse decisions as Americans uh, than to just say that we're going to let a groundhog determine uh, to to do any sort of climate science prediction. So uh, yeah, I mean, why why the hell not?
0: I, I don't see. A bad <laughs> I, I don't, for I don't it. think
1: there's any any need to debate. I mean, it's it's just a, a known fact. I was actually interested. I was talking at work with some people, and. Uh, just cur- out of curiosity the accuracy of like it's it's very difficult obviously to predict climate and like the, you know, the whole thing is, you know oh, six more weeks of winter it's like well what you know what constitutes winter um right. someone did an analysis of it homeboy uh is not very good at, at predicting much though the ground it's he's a freaking
0: groundhog man. well i'm
1: just saying like I mean, he didn't go to a nice
0: state school <laughs> and to study meteorological science. Yeah, but he's
1: probably not loaded with student debt either.
0: That's true. <laughs> you know, it's the that's very true. You know, he's no Tom Skilling. He doesn't have a map that he gets to work with. He doesn't just,
1: get overly excited either. You know, he's not. He's probably just out there hard hat lunch pail. He's just going to do his job, move on. Like Skilling gets pretty into his shit. Now, my
0: question is, is, so, like, they pick this groundhog up, what, it's, like, 7 o'clock in the morning or something like so that? So long those lines. Do they wake him up at 7 o'clock every day so he's used to seeing his shadow? Or is he groggy when he's, like, is this, like, oh, he sleeps until, like, ten fifteen then wakes wanna, up?
1: Yeah, do you want to keep him in the dark on it? Yeah,
0: because, I mean, when I wake up, I'm a little groggy. I'll probably see anything for a few minutes until I can get <laughs> they literally ask him right away. And it's like, isn't it like in groundhog ease or some crap like
1: that, man, hell if I know I'm not that well versed in it, but uh, dude, we
0: should, we should start our own holiday where we basically take and do like smoked salmon day. And we like, it's in March. And if we have like a, a frozen piece of fish and if it sees its shadow, week, it's like four more weeks well, until this fish is, is bad. W-
1: would the frozen piece of fish be able to see though? I think that's a problem. But if it could prognost,
0: it could be the <laughs> prognosticator or prognosticators. <laughs> it, I don't think it needs to matter.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that's uh we'll, we'll table that one for a future. We'll call that maybe a,
0: we'll keep that in the maybe bucket. <laughs>
1: We're going to give that one the treatment of, Oh, look, Ringo wrote a song. <laughs> Hey, for every good idea, you got to have
0: a hundred bad ones, right?
1: That's fair. Fair point. So what are,
0: um, obviously we're doing this tonight. What's your normal, uh, groundhog day traditions?
1: Uh, well, I usually wake up sometime between six and seven in the morning and then I take a shower and then go to work.
0: (laughs) So it's just a normal day, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I got to love groundhog day. It's freaking great. Like it's. It's the one day. It's it is like, It is
1: fun. I mean, the arbitrary, like ridiculousness of the of the whole. <laughs> I mean, the premise is goofy as all hell. But uh,
0: it, again, I'm going back to Jim Gaffigan because I think of like his freaking uh, stand up skit where it's like where it talks about holidays and like some like holidays have got to be created there's, by drunk
1: people. Yeah, I mean, there's even less rationality for this one. That, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, don't worry, there's a bunny. <laughs> yeah, it's like.
0: <laughs> Oh, we have a groundhog. We got an angry badger that's inside of a tree <laughs> that's going to tell us if there's going to be six more weeks of winter.
1: I used to have groundhogs under my deck. So we'll, we'll go real into Groundhog Day here. So the Don't Drive Angry scene of Groundhog Day, the film was... Fantastic piece oh, of American very, cinema. Very, very good uh, movie. Um, they filmed that scene on an expressway just down the street from where I grew up in Waukegan. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, it was, I believe, on the Amstutz Expressway, which is one of the uh, of famed, you know, kind of road to nowhere. Sure. Um, it's a you know like a full blown like not quite interstate expressway, but I mean uh, multiple lanes. But it goes for like I don't know, maybe like eight miles total. It goes like from North Chicago up to like downtown Milwaukee, and then it it was supposed to go like all the way up to Milwaukee when sure. they but they to lost the funding or. Something along those lines. So well, that, I mean, that
0: whole movie was filmed in the right. Chicagoland area. Absolutely. Well, in, Wood, in Woodstock, Woodstock primarily.
1: Yeah. Um, but that particular scene was, was filmed uh, down, right down from where I grew up. And then I also had groundhogs that lived under my deck of my house in Waukegan. So uh, that they would come out when it was nice and warm outside and they would chill out on my deck. So are the groundhogs like that big? No, they're not that big. Okay. Like, I mean, I think you can get them. I think they can get big. The ones that we had were not uh, large. They were probably I don't know maybe like they would fit in a shoebox. Okay, what
0: size shoebox? Like a pair of pumps? Yeah, or...
1: Give me you know give me a solid you know night top. Give me my thirteens. Okay, my my, uh, my Air Force ones.
0: I mean, because if you look at punks Tony Phil, he looks like he's on freaking steroids. Yeah,
1: he's he's pretty big. He's a hefty boy. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if you're this seer, seers the prognosticator, of prognosticators, I mean, it's good to be the king. It's got to be good to be the king. You know, <laughs> like what do you got like? Is it a union job? Like, can anybody get into this thing, or it's like...
1: Oh, I mean, I gotta imagine that they have some sort of work association to, uh, you know, fight for their rights to fight party. For, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the uh, groundhogs that, uh, yeah, I mean, they they weren't living a rough life. I mean, they lived on, that I had, they were living under a deck. I mean, it was, they, they were amply fed. I mean, they would get the the scraps of bread that were left over, you know, the yeah. ends of the loaf, and uh, they'd come chill, and Hang out. We had a big sliding glass window off my parents' bedroom, so they would just kind of hang out on the deck. The slider went out onto the deck, and they'd just be chilling there in the sun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think they were. Uh, they had any sort of interest in prognosticating uh, what, the, uh, what the, the weather forecast what was. the what the winter was going to bear for us. Let's see here. Um, so
0: we you talked a little bit about the movie. Obviously, it's a freaking fine film. Like that is one of Bill Murray's classic. Oh yeah, like. Bill Murray's legendary everywhere, but he's even more so legendary here for in Chicago area because oh, yeah. he's just an amazing actor and stuff. Um, So tell me what's your favorite scene in that movie.
1: Um, I don't know, Honestly, I mean, I was really young when it came out. So the don't drive angry thing was like, that was just a goofy, like funny thing that like when I was that age, I mean, I I don't, oh i mean what was the release year on that movie oh, i mean i was I'll so find out. young i'll find out um but yeah i mean so the don't drive angry part was like uh that's funny like my parents would repeat it and think it was you know some sort of goofy joke when they were driving around we were stuck in traffic or something so i would just from that i can i can say that that's probably the just from those memories i can say that's probably the the scene that stuck around with me the longest.
0: Yeah. I think one of the best parts of that is like, Oh, the heavy stuff ain't coming down for a while. We <laughs> stuck in the freaking uh, um,
1: the throwback to, uh, the, the Caddyshack uh, yeah, reference yeah. where it's yeah. like,
0: you see the snow, oh, it's coming down. It's all crazy and stuff. Groundhog day is in 1993.
1: Yeah. So I was six. Yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, in the prime years of kindergarten, you know, working
0: Ned, on Ned Ned Ryerson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a, uh, uh, a solid like it was it was always cool to like know like for some reason when i was around that age i was like very interested in like in movies and like events and tv shows that had occurred like near where i was growing up i I think that's probably just part of like being a kid and being curious about that you know that kind of thing was like so that was filmed there like blues brothers part parts of blues brothers weren't filmed far from where i grew up right, right. it was like movies like that that i was Constantly watching from you know a very young age, yeah. um, it was just kind of cool to to know it's like hey I can go down the go down this road like once a week you know if I'm driving somewhere with the family it's like hey that's where Bill Murray was filming that it's like it's very dumb now I think at this point like when you look back at it but it's like hey as a kid I was like oh shit that's the best yeah
0: let me uh interject here for the people who don't know about Groundhog Day I just did a quick Google Google search here and I got a. The internets have provided me with a video here of some dude y- yanking the, the groundhog out of the, <laughs> <laughs> out of the tree, and it's great. Uh, but this is the first two sentences that uh, the Time article has said. is to the unfamiliar, Groundhog Day is perhaps one of America's weirdest traditions. Every February 2nd, people wait for a large furry rodent to see his shadow, and then we predict the weather based on the animal's actions. And this thing, like, I'm looking at this video, and he's like,
1: let me freaking sleep dude like uh, what's his name Punxsutawney Phil Punxsutawney Phil yeah
0: I I think they said it started in like the 1800s I think there might have been more than one Punxsutawney Phil I would hope I mean Um, otherwise I
1: mean I want to study that thing's genetics yeah if it's hanging around I don't know what like uh,
0: the the human to dog year ratio or the human to groundhog it's got to be
1: fairly short yeah I mean it's a rodent it's a rodent but uh yeah, the uh, but Master
0: Splinter was eroded, and he taught karate <laughs> Fair to point, but, a bunch of turtles who ate pizza.
1: But radiation, I mean, that does weird shit to you.
0: Now let's say, what about Punxsutawney Phil? I How think do we this know is he's not S- a rad. I think this is
1: Punxsutawney Phil, like the seventh or so, maybe okay. probably more, probably more. But uh, I think that the lineage has, you know, the the namesake has passed down to the firstborn male child and uh, continued down the line.
0: Yeah, it's like Uga fourteen for like the University of Georgia. The- <laughs> yeah that that's great like you know like smokey like 44 the tennessee mascot um mm-hmm.
1: the butler bulldog yeah just well, recently uh i think they, i think they just replaced him
0: really yeah well you know that the the georgia one was great they i can't remember what year it was but it was florida was playing Flo- or florida state was playing Flo- uh georgia and the Bobby Bowden got a little too close and the dog snipped at him. Like, <laughs> like oh gosh. Like, did get him, but like, it was like, okay, that's freaking great. Like, everybody's primed up for that. So, so. I
1: mean, this is off topic, but I mean, it, it's in relation to college mascot. So it, I went to Northern Illinois and uh, were the Huskies. And I, before I went, to, this was, I think, was, I was a senior in high school. And uh, my dad went to Northern Illinois. So uh, we went out to a homecoming game. Uh, we went around campus, and you're stuff. the mighty Kishwaukee. We, we were actually—I got to see Greg Jennings. Oh God! Uh, when the Western Michigan Broncos uh, come play in Northern Northern, beat them, but uh, respect. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sky point. We're watching the game, and uh, they're doing. They, there's a big ass husky that is the. Uh, you know, they bring out the game
0: like a live, like a oh, dog. Actually,
1: yeah, yeah Hugh, and, the, and this dog was around for a while. I think his, his name was Diesel. He just recently it's retired. So do, and Diesel is an appropriate name. This dog was massive. Just jacked. And, <laughs> so we're watching this game, and this dog, like, they, do anytime we score a touchdown, uh, the dog, you know, they run the dog across the field. Kind of like, the, you know, the bear's mascot yeah, runs yeah. across the end. So it's just a just a normal celebration. Could you imagine if thing.
0: they ran an actual live bear across? <laughs> Sorry. I, I digress. But, uh,
1: so the, but the cheerleaders are the ones who have to, like, corral this dog. Yeah. And... This girl, this poor girl, like, just got done doing her cheerleading thing. It's like, all right, now let's run the dog, across the end zone. And this dog just takes off and drags. Like, this girl falls, and the dog drags her ass probably, I mean, what's it, 53 and a half yards across, across the football field? that dog dragged her
0: for a solid 30 diesel got like a head start and took kelly with an eye across the
1: freaking field he was not messing around he wanted to get he was determined to get to the other side of that field he knew what his job was retired sled dog (laughs) and he knows exactly what to do i mean he i mean granted i mean he was pulling all of 100 and like five pounds but still it was you're just sitting up in the stands and watching a dog drag a human being <laughs> across the field. I felt terrible, but at the same time, I was like, how do you not laugh about that? That is
0: amazing. I can remember that like when I was out in Seattle, we were the Huskies as well. And I remember they had another live action dog, and the dog was named uh God, I can't remember. Harry was the mascot. Harry was the action mascot. I can't think of the spirit maybe. I can't remember what they called the dog. But I remember we went to a game and they were playing USC and the guy who was the handler for the dog took the dog to USC. The dog peeing on the USC team bus. It's just (laughs) like okay, that is classic. So, um,
1: going back to Groundhog Day, uh, I believe what was it? He said six more weeks of winter. Yeah. Uh, Do you buy that? Probably. You think so? It's been a pretty mild winter in In Chicago. Chicago,
0: Well, it's like 15 degrees now, but. But know. no snow,
1: really. I mean
0: Yeah, it was the least snow that we've had um in a long time. Like we had a half an inch and normally we get near like eleven.
1: Well, it's like I've been in California most of the most of the winter and it's been I mean, it's rained like all hell out there, but and it's like I come here and there's no snow I'm I'm just so used to like on Christmas I was here and it was like fifty degrees. It was, yeah. it was very because, like it's hard like I got to go back to the childhood before I can remember like any days like that or is Christmas and that warm here.
0: That's it's crazy. Weather's like it's hit or miss, you know, some places, yeah. some places were like 80 degrees this past I'm, week. I'm putting moment. my,
1: I'm putting my faith in ponyville. I think it's going to be a, be B6 more weeks of winter here. Okay.
0: So if you had to take and figure out your animal, what would it be? Like I would like probably spirit animal. No, like you're like the one that you would pull out of the tree. Like I would pull out potentially. I don't know if it would be a groundhog. I'd probably pull out maybe like a, like a badger or a bobcat. That would badger probably,
1: would fuck you up. Yeah.
0: I guess maybe like the groundhog's a docile, uh, yeah. <laughs> a docile badger. <laughs> I mean, it. I w-
1: I would hope for an animal that wasn't gonna shred me up. I I'd probably go rabbit, maybe. A
0: rabbit. Yeah. They seem smart enough. So.
1: But, Well that's enough of groundhog day groundhog day yeah. ba, 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 ba.
0: segment three so um i this last mother. yeah let's crack these bad boys i'm not gonna lie these uh these ninja unicorn things are surprisingly <laughs> extremely tasty
1: i told you they'd be good i mean i know that you're not a, a big hot pet or anything like that but uh it's a very solid beer by a very good brewery yeah
0: i'd like to t- take and st- stay generally on like the the darker side, like mm-hmm. the ambers, the red beers. Like, we were talk we had a little bit of a debate. Oh, that I'll like this because of the fact that I like Bell's stuff, uh, too hearted. But I think, I feel like Bell's is more of, a, I know it's a double IPA, but I think it's more of like an amber ale.
1: It, it definitely, it's kind of, it blends genres too hearted, does. So it's a, uh, um, but it's a good beer and Chicago connection because uh, Larry Bell, I believe, still has his, I think he's living in Lakeview okay so and I, he's got some coins so he can I afford i didn't know that he like he does he goes to the great taste of the midwest big beer event up in madison every summer and uh he brought out a beer i believe that he it was a pumpkin based beer that he grew the pumpkins for on his roof of his place in lakeview okay
0: <laughs> that's odd but and cool. he brought a sailboat
1: to the to the event okay for, and served beer out of it
0: nice that's great. Okay, so segment three. We're going to be doing, this is our final segment. We're going to do three segments every time. Uh, I think what we're going to be talking about on this one is, it's just perfect. I was watching WGN News, and I don't know why You know, Channel 9's on as I go to sleep at night sometimes. And they kept on mentioning, I remember them running the promos, and I did not realize this. And then when I saw it, I, I looked did it up. Realize. I did not realize that. That it is the 25th anniversary of the release of the movie wayne's world like this week yeah and so <laughs> let, let that sink in for a second 25 years so i figured it's only fitting that we're going to do this and talk about this because it's one of the best one of my favorite films of all time and i know that i i went online immediately when i saw that and i'm like somebody's got to be putting this in theater so we're going to tickets have been purchased going to see the theater uh next tuesday but 25 years of Wayne's world thoughts, just initial thoughts. I
1: mean, the fact that it's 25 years, I mean, that movie came out when I was four. So, uh, 1992. Yeah. Uh, I was four going on five. And for a movie that came out that, like when I was that young, I've seen, I think I probably saw it when I was like five or six. And like, it was a steady rotation for me throughout my childhood. Uh, right. we had, so, I mean, we were not my family was not uh coming from money uh when we were when, when I was young especially um my dad had his own uh PR company that he was okay. he, he was running and so like he was doing video stuff and uh, uh you know different campaigns and he had our VCR got fucked up i don't remember what happened but it and we had some cheap ass JVC VCR that crapped out on us and so the alternative in order to watch a movie is my dad rigged up one of his cameras his uh, professional like video cameras yeah, like that he, it, back then when you still would slap a VHS tape in yeah, it and to, you just he, like run the aux cable run yeah. the aux cables to the TV so we would rock that thing when our PCR was rocking up. it old school <laughs> and we I would watch like maybe three or four movies on repeat like I'd wake up and go throw in like return of the Jedi or wayne's world or blues brothers or all fine like, films angels all... in the outfield and <laughs> we'll i mean we'll have to talk
0: about that at another time oh, because getting...
1: i mean yeah i mean that's got that's kind enough. but so i would i mean i've probably seen wayne's world no less than a hundred times in my life
0: so i do have to admit something and you can laugh at it it's pretty hilarious I watched Wayne's World last night. I would watch Wayne's World. (laughs) I would watch it right now. I watched it last night because I seriously think that it is one of the greatest movies of all time. Just because it, like, it has that rock and roll scene. Like it was, it's, it's perfectly of the like the that early nineties thing. I think of like Meatloaf as the bouncer and (laughs) the Shitty Beatles. The Shitty Beatles is like (laughs) I want to create a band that's the Shitty Beatles. I want to be in Crucial Taunt. I want to take, like, I want to party with you, Neil. Like, it's just freaking amazing. It's a great movie. I um, I'm excited to go see it in the theater on the big screen oh, yeah. because, well, sh- crap. When ninety two, I would have been seven years old. Mm-hmm. I re- I remember it came out because that was right when like Lauren Michaels was starting to release a lot of the SNL like, based characters out on... on in um, the movies. Yeah, and then Tommy Boy came out and a bunch of other stuff.
1: I and mean, they had such a great cast in, the you know, that But do you remember
0: range. the SNL skits with Wayne's World? Well, yeah, the, and yeah. that's what I was going
1: to say. The SNL skits were awesome for Wayne's World. I mean, the the Tommy... Yeah, S- 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 sound check right now. Yeah.
0: Like, Sybilis, Sybilis. <laughs> and then they... I think, to be honest, Wayne's World was... um one of the movies that took and got me into music in terms of like exploring a lot of the hard rock and classic rock stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Wayne's world Two, shut up and dance with Aerosmith. Like that tune was amazing. Like the whole fact that Aerosmith was the band that was coming out in Wayne's world. Two. I know we're not talking about Wayne's world Two specifically, (laughs) but I'm going to bridge over into that as a, as a something to talk about too. It's still canon. Yeah. Yeah, It's still in the, it's still in the narrative arc that we can't take and and, uh, do that. But like, Bohemian Rhapsody, that, that's where I first got into Queen. And so, oh yeah, like and like they had the Stairway to Heaven, Stairway to Heaven reference. But go listen back. Go listen back to the soundtrack. Like go watch it and listen back to some of the tunes oh, on it. It's, it's all funny. the yeah. Like the early Red Hot Chili Peppers tunes, like
1: yeah, I think. Well, um, yeah, when I did forgot you the, about
0: that. When did you get the money for the CD player, <laughs> or when did you get the CD? Player? When we got the money, <laughs> oh Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine. What they oh, get, Mickey? I forget. What they get, and like Mickey?
1: Five thousand dollars each. Got five thousand dollars. I got five thousand dollars. <laughs> oh god, and then now to like think is like five thousand dollars. Cool, that's a few months' rent. <laughs> but think
0: about it. Back then, five thousand yeah. dollars, you probably lived like a king. Oh yeah. Um.
1: Well, when you live in Aurora, Illinois.
0: <laughs> A suburb of Chicago.
1: Well, I think we talked about this briefly on the uh, first episode we did of Aid Stance with, when we were talking about you know music influences and stuff. And we talked about Queen. I mean, yeah, that was most certainly when I got into Queen and in Bohemian Rhapsody, no doubt. And I got, like, my, my parents bought me, I think, live at Wembley on tape. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, 100% that it, totally influenced by Wayne's world. I mean, it that, was, that scene alone was, was it. And then it was awesome. Then like getting older and then like living in Logan square and realizing that's they, what I'm going to talk about right now, Film it right down Milwaukee Avenue in Logan square. Yeah.
0: If you haven't seen it, if you've ever been to Logan square in Chicago, that first scene when they literally, right after they put the Bohemian Rhapsody in the car, the intersection that they drive through the six corner intersection that has the Payless shoes on the corner. And they go through and they drive down and then they come back through the same intersection mm-hmm. later in that montage is Belmont or excuse me. No, that is Kimball diversity in Milwaukee yep. right there. And I'm like, Oh, well I didn't think about anything until I lived like a block yeah. away <laughs> from there and moved in there. It's like, this is freaking sweet. Like, God, I'm beyond excited. Like literally I, I remember last night I was texting you. Do you want to go to this? I know you were on a plane and it's like, I have a feeling he'll want to go see this movie, but I'm just going to buy the tickets regardless because I'm going to, like, he'll say yes yeah. like, in the big theater.
1: I was actually, uh, Jackie, my girlfriend, we were, where were we? We were, I think we, we were in the process of moving this weekend. It, like, we were just putting around on the couch. I think we were eating dinner, and she goes, oh, like, look at this. And uh, she shows me her phone and uh, showed that, it looked they're replaying Wayne's World in all these theaters. They're like, oh, do you want? She's like, I imagine you want to go to this. Yes, I do. So I may end up going to see Wayne's World twice in theaters, depending on when they show it out in California.
0: That's awesome. I know that they were trying to do it here. It's going to be on the seventh and eighth. And you know, as we get older, the days of our lives grow. It's just, <laughs> it's just like a sand through an hourglass. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. I don't know where that's from. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where that's from. Um, I, I think if there is no better way to spend anniversary of aging than watching Wayne's World in a movie theater no, so I am very excited for that on Tuesday as I become one year older
1: yeah um, well I mean you could certainly do worse yeah. than uh, uh, you know, going to watch a, a fine feature film such as Wayne's World I mean there's so going back to like some of the intro I mean I wish to all I wish that <laughs> there was such a thing as like out here in, in Chicago is like oh, we're going to go to Makita's Donuts. <laughs> yep.
0: Well, didn't they put Makita's at the All-Star Game? I think they did. They did a shack at the All-Star Game. Yeah, but like, game. Uh,
1: I wish there was a legit one because I would 100% buy the, <laughs> make the fucking uh, voodoo doll yeah, donut type. Yep. I mean, I know voodoo donuts out in Portland and Denver and Austin, they make voodoo doll donuts, yeah. but I would much prefer to Ree- assemble Ree- my Ree- own Ree- and <laughs> just, just like stab the living hell out of it. <laughs> and it would be even better if they had the room full of ninjas that they right. just opened up.
0: <laughs> like a, a, a box full of sugar pucks and some five holes yeah. Yeah. and some curlers. I think Wayne's world two has got it good too because they go back to Makita's and they, 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 I, I'll have to, Oh, let me rerun down that order for you. I just got a uh, four curlers that a coffee. <laughs> thank you. And the eyes close yeah. on that here. Um, God, that's, I, I think it was great. I'm glad they didn't do a Wayne's world three. Wayne's World 2 had its like had its moments too. Yeah, it a it good did. Film.
1: It was not as good as the first one, but well, it well, definitely... Well Garth gets pubes. <laughs> and
0: uh then uh what God, the Kim Basinger in there is absolutely hilarious. Are you
1: <laughs> what, is, what is it? Uh <laughs> she asks him uh, when they're in the laundromat.
0: <laughs> uh uh Do you want to go, go have dinner sometime? I want to have dinner, dinner every, <laughs> like, uh, what you call sans parents. Yes. I can go to a movie on a school night Mm -hmm. without it's like uh and then the guns start like oh
1: god i mean the 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 game on and car chants are i mean that was i mean we play you know street hockey Mm -hmm. and you know growing up and it's like that was 100 percent every single time and laura flynn Boyle going (laughs) head over i wayne boom just crushing (laughs) it and i think like any,
0: they did this in Wayne's world too, obviously with the Aerosmith thing. But I think if you ask anybody what their favorite part of Wayne's world is that grew up in the Chicago area, that is a rock fan. And it's like, they'd have to say the freaking Milwaukee scene where they go up. And that whole like encounter is to
1: see Alice
0: to see Alice Cooper is gotta be the funniest (laughs) freaking scene ever. Like, that is what made me love comedy. Like, I don't know if there's anything else that could like the fact that a, it started off with that heart, heart well, like, start off with the what the Laverne, Laverne, and, Laverne Shirley and Shirley montage. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wait, we got to go see Alice Cooper. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah. And then it's just freaking hilarious. And then Alice is this cool. Is this is cool. <laughs> Can we party with you? It's like, we're not worthy. Oh and yeah. The, I
1: mean, that was ridiculous growing up, but, uh, I mean, I appreciate that scene even more, like just with Alice Cooper playing the straight man, and that's the enemy. Like, yeah, I think that the most interesting part about Milwaukee is it's the only major American city to ever have elected three socialist (laughs) mayors.
0: That for security, (laughs) this guy know how to
1: party or what? (laughs) Yeah, and then Chris Farley's security
0: guard. This guy had an awfully (laughs) lot of information here.
1: I, I, the best, one of like the most, like, ridiculous moments of my life. I guess probably not of my life, but one like one that I enjoyed immensely was I went to Summerfest up in Milwaukee okay. and saw Alice Cooper open She'd up for Iron Maiden, and and I just sat there like literally the entire time. <laughs> Alice, is this cool?
0: Is this cool? That's <laughs> well, great. actually,
1: it's Algonquin for the good, the land. good land.
0: God, I can't think of it. Like, what is some of the best things? So that is obviously by far one of the best things. The shitty Beatles is a great quote. The whole movie is amazing. I I have to give. It
1: sucks as it cuts. Yeah.
0: I have to give everybody a little bit of a secret into podcasting about this show and every other show that you produce. um, This is, this is Patrick talking about like all of the shows that I produce. Um, I act like Russell every time I start the board (laughs) and I go five, four, Three and give the hand signals. And I had to do that. It's like, well, why don't you say two or one? Every time you I just, start, you could ask anybody that's been on any of the shows. That's exactly it. It's like, well, Russell, I was the one who requested the hand job. You just do. You just okay. do. Okay. Like <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs>
1: well, and before we got started, I uh, when I did the uh you know, when Wayne is, they're up in the control room, and he's got the, <laughs> Garth is there, come in, your landing gear is down, and Wayne's sitting there, like, using the microphone as a as a shifter. God, that is such a fucking
0: great thing. Like, uh, the greatest movie. This man has no penis on the back of the cards. It is awesome. Um, oh, the
1: cards are probably, I mean, there's a lot of great moments in there, but... <laughs> What was it? Asphincter says Asphincter what? Asphincter
0: says what? Benjamin. <laughs> Do you think it's weird that this guy's got like a cashier's check? You ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> like,
1: and like my favorite line in this movie fluctuates from time to time, you know, just kind of as I grow up. and But I have to say that no matter what age I've been, one of the best lines in the movie is when Garth is talking to um, Russell and like they're they're getting the whole thing together to put together the final sure you know, sure act. sure and if Benjamin <laughs> Benjamin is no one's friend if Benjamin <laughs> were an ice cream flavor he'd be pralines and Dick <laughs>
0: and I think that's what's the best part about it like there was a great movie there were great characters on there and like I thought it was just absolutely phenomenal and so with that being said I mean it is the 25th anniversary coming up. Like, I don't know if it's the this week. I know that they're in the theaters next week. So if you have time, go and check it out. It's great. Um, I think we hit our threshold, right? Did yeah. we hit our... We're, we're,
1: we got to pop these bad boys off because this, this is the last... Uh, I got about a swing and a half left. So we might as well knock these uh, out and then we are just about done.
0: Awesome. So to wrap up this evening here on it, uh, on, oh, this podcast, I just want to take and thanks Steve for being here. Steve is also the co-host. We're going to be doing all these shows weekly for you. We're going to try to take and do different beers. Um, and we'll see where the conversation goes. I'm not going to lie. I'm having a great time here. I don't want it to end. But for the sake of let's doing this, we want to keep you guys on the hook for next time. So um, do us a huge favor. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can send us a fax. I really don't have a fax machine, <laughs> a fax machine so that's not really going to do anything. You sent us some snail mail, but... I only take, like, tops baseball cards and Big League Chew, so that's going to be there. Steve, any thoughts about?
1: I would just say that all, I, all I've ever wanted was to uh, watch fine feature films such as Wayne's World, and I would encourage others to go out and, and, and partake in fine cinematic adventures such as
0: this. Ooh, so. cinematic adventures. All they want to do is do the boom, 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 and shake the rump.
1: Don't You don't want to get into the boom, boom, boom pow, do you? I mean, no, we're we going to go want back to do the first segment with Super boom, Bowl boom,
0: boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Okay, everybody, thank you again for watching, or I guess you're not watching this, uh, listening to the first Maybe episode. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future we might be able to do this. But thank you again for joining us for this uh, amazing time on oh, This Podcast. Uh, I'm Steve
1: I'm Patrick
0: yep you see that one (laughs) Uh, we're out thank you again talk to you later thanks
1: guys bye